Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. This is Reagan, and welcome back to the F the Nice Guy podcast. I'm super excited because I have a fellow TikToker here with me today. It is the incredible Megan Rose. How are you, dear? Jazz hands. Um. I, was gonna say, I was also going to announce the jazz hands as they cannot see them. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing... Oh, shit. Am I... Am I allowed to curse? Um, yes, if it's the F word, I'll bleep it. Yes, I respect that. I respect that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling all right. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> Don't be nervous. It's chill. We're all chill here. Like, I embarrass myself every time I'm on here. So, like, there's nothing to be nervous about. So, here we are. Uh, so, I'm trying to think about how I first saw your content. And while I cannot pinpoint the video, I just remember the sarcastic like takedown and deconstruction of some toxic man on the internet that could be so many of your videos so like <laughs> it's not like bringing in in any but i just remember being like oh my god this girl is so funny and so intelligent like, intelligent and like quick-witted and i was like i think i think we should be friends so here we are <laughs> here we are <laughs> Well, likewise, I feel I felt the exact same way about you. And I will say one of my favorite quotes about me is by um, the our favorite nice guy TikToker said, she's really good at finding what's wrong with people. There's something off about her. <laughs> what? That's not even an insult. You're just saying I'm really good at finding what's wrong with I feel people. like that that may be the biggest red flag I've ever heard in my life. It's like, she's good at figuring out who the bad men are. There's something oh, wrong with her. Oh, that's true. I hadn't looked at it from that perspective until you just said that. But yes, yes. He's like, like, don't don't listen to her. She's really good at that. You know what? She's a liar. Don't, don't, she's she's messed up. She's really good at breaking breaking back the facade. Don't, yeah. don't watch her videos. <laughs> like, just straightforward, just saying like, I'm scared of her because she's going to out me. <laughs> That's the best, so funny. The best part is that it was in his discord. So it's not like, 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 like he could have said something worse, but that's what he said. So I'm like, you scared? <laughs> I am. You scared boy? Hey boy, you scared? Oh, you scared. <laughs> and the fact that he went to his discord server, that's like literally like the, the boys locker room. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like oh hiding behind the school. Like, I don't even care. I don't even care. If she like talks about me, but like also, um, she's something's off about that girl. Something's off. Something's off about her. Like, I can't. say it. Like, it's amazing to me when, and of course, we're already talking shit on toxic uh, TikTok <laughs> men, but the idea that like call out men, the ones who literally on their platform is about calling out shitty stuff don't one don't want to be called out but two mm -hmm. will in the shadows talk shit it's like hey yep because it's like you it's you don't have a problem calling out toxic behavior you have a problem calling it out publicly when you know the person probably has receipts mm -hmm. and is more than happy to describe in detail why they don't like you and then outing therefore outing whatever toxic behavior you've participated in Yes, which is exactly why it's so telling every single time um, one of these people gets called out on their behavior and their response is, 
let's keep this private. Why do we have to put this on the internet? Why do we have to talk about this publicly? I'm processing privately. It's like, it's like, bro, that's your whole platform. Like, what are you talking about? Yes. Like you shred people and then you're like, but me? No, no, let's, let's stay civil. Let's do this in the shadows. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Did you say my name? Hey, calm it down. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse. How dare you? Listen, woman, your tone's too much. How dare you speak about me publicly on the internet? Like I do. Like I talk about myself and share my entire life. No, I talk about the men. You don't talk about the men. Oh, right. right. The person who is not victimized, I do the talking. I do it. My voice should be the loudest. The man should be the loudest about women's trauma. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Well, speaking of content on the interwebs or TikTok, whatever, I love your platform. I love the things that you talk about. um, And I love the energy that you're bringing. So like what inspired you to make the content that you make? So I'm going to be as honest as I've ever been about this question with you, just because I'm ready. I'm ready to like, just say it like it is, because I don't know why I've been so scared to talk about it for so long, but Um, I had a previous account. I'm not sure if you like I had a previous one before this one Mm -hmm. um, where uh, it was just Megan Rose backwards instead of the stone cold weirdo backwards. And it was all the content was was more about um, my story through my initial divorce and everything. And then a lot of just mom content, a lot Mm -hmm. of it was very subdued. And then I deleted it because I found out um, that my kiddo's dad was trying to sue me for primary custody and yeah and there were uh there was an upset about my content and so I was like you know what I'm just gonna delete the whole thing because I don't want I want to really focus on this and not add more issues to the problem and then within within the same week I found that out read this uh, horrible affidavit that told so many terrible lies about me and um and painted me as like this just inept mother it was it was heartbreaking oh my god and then I also found out that a guy that I had been dating for like eight nine months um and uh like we'd met each other's kids like I'd met his ex-wife blah 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 uh cheated on me with like three women in four days right I don't even I he's not that smooth what does this mean? Was he on a journey? Like, how is he? What, like, what is going on? Nice guy. The nice guy. Oh, he no. is, he is, I will say he is charming in a way where he has that energy about him, where he, even if he is actively treating you like shit, somehow he's still being the nice guy. I don't know how to describe it. But you don't have to describe it to me, girl. I've no. loved it too. It's like everybody, if you've dealt with a nice guy, you could that description alone is like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I'll never forget trying desperately to get through to him because I was really upset because I make herpes awareness content, right? Yeah. And he also has a herpes. Like I found out this happened. I asked him, I was like, did you use protection with these women? And he said no. And I was like, oh my God did you tell them you have herpes? And he goes, no. And I was like, here's the thing. Um, He underestimated how crazy I am and how much shit I've already gone through. I already had all three of their phone numbers saved in my phone um, because that's how I found out was going through his phone. 
Um, And I know you're not supposed to do that, but the reason why we do that is because we have an instinct that something is going on. All right. I I, I understand when people, don't go to TBS folks, but it's like, why is that the behavior we're really getting, we're getting Mm -hmm. stuck on? It's not the fact that they cheated. It's not the fact that they had other girls' numbers. It's like, but you invaded his privacy. It's like, yeah, if I know he's cheating, I might take a gander (laughs) on the way out. I might take a look because it's not yeah. like they're going to be honest about it, you know? Yeah. I don't think the guy who's cheating on me and actively manipulating me is going to be upfront about the cheating. Call me crazy. The one time I confronted it head on um, with uh, my ex-husband, I confronted it head on once when I thought he was cheating on me because six, so so I, we have three kids, right? Mm-hmm. And after the first two, they give you a six week period where you can't have sex, right? You can't be sure. intimate. Sure. Uh, those for the first two kiddos, I was beating them off with a stick. Like I was having to be like, just give me more time, please back off third kiddo. Six weeks comes and goes nothing mm. for crickets. And then, and then I'm, so then I'm intrigued and then I'm like, okay, we're going to see how long this goes on for mm-hmm. about a whole nother month goes by nothing. And so I being the person I am decided to have a sit down conversation about it. Decided to just tackle it head on <laughs> have a seat <laughs> let's see let's have a conversation let's, i'm gonna doctor phil you take no. a seat that conversation ended with um him telling me that we needed he just wanted more things sexually and that he wanted me to like shave his balls in the shower that oh, was okay. literally the example <laughs> i was given I'm, and then, i didn't know we were going there <laughs> yeah and then, and then it went from zero nothing to all of a sudden like overcompensating for not. It's you know what I mean. It sounds like, like a it, nightmare. Yeah, so. I can't imagine how. It, I'm just thinking, and we're not the same person, obviously. But if I set my partner down, well, that was a man, because <laughs> obviously <laughs> they couldn't shave those if it was a woman, but. I was like, hey, I'm really worried you're cheating on me. And somehow we landed in, you should shave me in the shower. I I, I don't even, maybe it was a confusion tactic. So because you would be so like, what? That you don't remember you were talking about cheating. But damn, that's that's yeah. a rough ride for you. That's a rough one. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Turns out, turns out that I was right. Turns out that I was 100% Shocking, right. Shocking, Megan. Crazy. Who would have thought? I mean, this was like in March. Ugh. This was in March, and by June, we were splitting up. Like, I was right. <laughs> Does that mean cheating was happening while you were pregnant? Yeah. Or, mm, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was even a weekend two months after this where I went on a family vacation with his fam, his family. Okay, mm-hmm. to go visit. For like a family, uh, somebody in the family was graduating high school. Okay, I'm not going to give details and insights into who this was, but that's fair. I'm with his family. I'm with his parents, his grandparents, all the all the extended family. He's supposed to come and and meet us there. He was a uh, he he worked in an industry where he had had a lot of weird hours, so like he was going to meet us there. Mm-hmm. We have a ring doorbell. We live ten minutes from the airport. I noticed that he got home three hours before his flight was going to leave. He doesn't know I know that. And like, like at the time. And then he calls me to tell me that he missed his flight. He missed it. It was an accident. Mm, he missed it. Okay. I'm, 
I'm in the car with his whole family and his dad is driving. And I will never forget the moment that I say that out loud. And all the women in the car, all the women in the car went into fix it mode, went into trying to look up flights, went into trying to get him on another flight, went into trying to fix it. The only man in the car was looking me dead in the eye through the rear view mirror with a look of like, he knew, he knew, he knew, I knew. And you were pregnant at that time? Uh, My, our youngest was four months old. Oh, Mm -mm. yeah. I, can I just real quick, just to. I'm, trying, I'm about to have a mental breakdown. I'm sorry. Just, no, 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 not you. Not you. You're okay. a queen. Not you. You're perfect. Shine on. This is this is a personal perfect. vendetta. Perfect. Personal. <laughs> You're yeah, perfectly this- imperfect in all the best ways. Don't even worry about that. Here's what I here's what I have to say. As someone who has had a partner, my wife is the one that carried, okay? When I in here about men that cheat, any cheating, don't get me wrong, any cheating, I'm already raging. I can feel it in my bones. I'm trying to like bring it. I can see. I can see you're trying to like. (laughs) If the idea of a man cheating or anybody, any gender, but we're talking about men cheating on a woman as she's literally carrying his child or has just given birth has literally spent nine months growing his child putting their body through absolute hell and it is hell i witnessed it firsthand didn't experience it from witnessing it i know i can only begin to imagine how rough it is on the body then gives birth to your child the idea of cheating on them after they do that makes me want to rip down buildings and go full Godzilla. Like, mm-hmm. how the fuck can you do that? Like, I think about when my wife was pregnant, I was like, oh my God. I was like, what can I do? How do I help you? I'll rub your feet. I'll get you the snacks. I'll make that, you know, 12 a.m. Ga- gas station run to get you the ice cream that you need right now. It's like, there is no greater gift and like, it's such an impossible task that women take on to think that a man's like, this is a good time. Not that any time's good to cheat, but, but now, now, mm-hmm. and like their body's recovering. Like you're not even done healing. Like it takes months, let it can take years to even feel at home in your own body. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a motherfucker. Ooh, <laughs> don't tell me his name. I will find him. <laughs> I'm about to John Wick this situation. Like, oh, girl, that infuriates me. It's not, I've heard that. It's, isn't it proven? It's like, it's more probable men cheat when you're pregnant. Isn't there a statistic? And get violent. Yeah. About that. But we're trauma light. But it's like worse. It's just like, oh, you, what an asshole. Oh, my God. Well, I think it's also a huge part of the narcissistic personality because, Mm. like, like it it's the with each child more and more attention gets taken away from them right but then why do they want to keep having children i don't understand it because there are some who i don't who i know firsthand see it as like uh a tr- trophies Ext- and extensions of themselves trophies things that yeah. they can brag yeah. about 
Yep. Right. Like if you have children as a man and your way of telling people about your children is talking about how fertile you are, you did not have children for the reasons you should have. Like you did not have children for the right reasons. Oh my God. Ah. Like it's not about you. It's about the life that you are bringing into the world and right. it is your responsibility to make sure that you don't up yeah like to help <laughs> and it's like you didn't do shit actually you had a good time for five minutes and your wife literally gave her entire body for nine months to your child literally like lost mm-hmm. control of their body like the things that it you, just just i mean have you seen a man have you seen a man watch an alien movie they're like oh my god like the chest burster they're like oh geez. it's like that's pregnancy bro that's what it is. It just takes longer, and the aliens much cuter. And lo- you love it, but like men oh watch God, hor- <laughs> men Sorry. watch men watch horror movies, and they're like, yeah, that's. But then, they- but then they'll act like big old babies in the delivery room. Megan, big old babies. Megan, big old babies. I- he, he tried not to be in the delivery room with me, and I put oh. Uh-uh. Like I was a pushover. I let a lot of things slide by that I shouldn't have, but that I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> like you better you are... be by them feet and ready to catch that baby. You better be at the bottom. Yeah, you better see the whole... ready to catch. You better eyes on the target. Oh my dude. god. This is what you've done. I'll never forget the sheet white look on his face after we had our first, and he was just like, I saw. I saw, like 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 he got like a glimpse of what was happening down yeah. there and I'm like oh did you see what oh, was it my body was doing <laughs> oh I'm sorry oh are you okay you need a snack like you bro okay? do you mean to go sit down with a oh, weighted blanket oh, faint? And breathe you faint? <laughs> it's like oh I'm like I I I, I just can't like having been in the labor and delivery room like while give like she's giving birth like my thought the whole time was like Oh God! I'm like, you know, like, what? How do I help her? This is crazy. How is she doing this? Like, I was just like, this is insane, you know. And like to think somebody'd be like, mm, this is hard for me. Like, what? Oh, men are such shits. I saw a video, <laughs> toxic men, not all men. A side note, but I saw, I saw a, 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 it was like a meme or something that somebody posted on Facebook, of course, because that's where all the terrible posts are. And it was like a guy and he's like the hardest part of labor. And then he showed the chair that the man sits in, which like arguably is not a comfortable chair, but like, where are the wives there? Cause like, if I was that person's wife, I'd be like, you take that post down mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a two hour conversation about that. Oh shit. Do you remember that video that was going around where the guy was making the joke about the husband stitch? Right. And everyone was con- coming down on him. It's like, it's like n- and I think he was talking about his wife who had recently given birth. And he was like, everyone was like, no, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. That's, that's what you're thinking of. And that your, your child's literally just been born and you're like, can you tighten that up a bit? Ugh. Yeah. It really just shows how detached from um, women men men have become in a way because of the way that our society has conditioned us to paint women like they're the weaker gender right and so paint them like 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 saying things you know like uh 
crying like a girl or being a sure. bitch, right? It's it's meant to paint it in a negative way. I I love one of the things I love so this is a random side note. Things I love so much about my uh villain era is what I'm calling it, my choosing violence in front of my family. Sure. Is the other day I was sitting uh like a family gathering and it, you know all the I love that there were a couple men in the room that I know how they feel about women and I don't usually get to see them. And I something so, like it was mentioned that my youngest at school, the teacher said that he has a new little girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, doesn't have to be a girlfriend. Right. Just just be a friend. And then it turned friend. into this little conversation. And I literally was just like, no, we need to push the idea of men being friends with women, because that's the reason right. why so many men are detached from understanding and having empathy for women, because they don't put any effort into getting to know women and and, and right. having a relationship with them and having right. a friendship with them. And I can't remember the exact way I said it, but I said it and I just remember looking around the room and they were all just like, like just making these faces like wow. I didn't know what to say. And I'm just like, <laughs> because you know it's f-ing true. Do you have friends that are women that you're not attracted to or are not like secretly in your mind wanting to sleep with? Mm-hmm. Anybody, mm-hmm. anybody? Well, let's hold on, Back, just backing up slightly. Do you want to say what, in the most <laughs> terms, I don't have to bleep anything, what the husband stitch is? I don't know that everybody knows what that means. Oh, so that is, um, I, well, okay. So, it, so it's an extra, not an even extra stitch, because sometimes they've done it where a woman doesn't even need a stitch, but they do it anyways. You're because, lying. Yeah, because uh, they're stitching up the exit. The ladies exit. <laughs> The ladies' exit hallway, the the birthing canal. Yes, they, yes. they sew up the exit area a little bit to, to make it tighter for the man. So, so in case, just to to put the po- full picture for for okay. our listeners, a woman having carried the baby nine months has just pushed a baby out in the most excruciating way, and a man who presumably that's their child, having witnessed their wife do the miracle of birth through absolute unbelievable labor on her part has physically pushed a watermelon essentially through her area. <laughs> like maybe I'll just say vagina. I don't know. Um, has pushed that through. He's witnessed the miracle of birth. His child is before him and his mind is, Oh, better tighten that thing up because I want to have sex with her and I don't want it to be loosey goosey. Like, Oh, I can't believe doctors don't just immediately be like, uh, can we get the mental health professional here? Because this man needs therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Can the, you, the, uh, oh. the fact that like, like if we really take a look at that, you know, we can, we can get super frustrated and angry about it. Like we should, but then at the same time, it's like, you're not even a full human, right? Yeah. Like, how are you able to function in this world? And not have the capacity to understand what just happened in that right. room. Right. Not have any empathy at all right. for it. It's, not it's, thinking about your kid, not thinking about your wife. That's about you. That has like that doesn't help the woman. Like, unless she's got a tear or something where she needs to to have that. Mm. Um I, I yeah, I, I mean it's like talk about an objectification. You just you're child's been born and you're thinking about your sex still needs to feel good with your wife like that's what's on top of mind top Mm -hmm. of mind like literally oh uh they're 
stepdad actually whenever I gave birth to my daughter who is my middle child she was the easiest birth I I do you know do you remember the movie Simon Birch where he just gets sneezed out you never seen that (laughs) (laughs) he literally gets sneezed out and he slides across the room it's a really beautiful movie but it's Uh it's it's, uh it has a really young Jim Carrey anyways it's a it's 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 a really sad movie but it's good Mm -hmm. but he so Simon Birch gets sneezed across the room when he's born and so that's how I refer to my daughter because (laughs) essentially like they told me to go push and then Mm -hmm. right as I went to go push they told me not to move because she was gonna fall out of me and the doctor oh my gosh so it was like super easy but uh so literally they take her out of my vagina and they put her on my chest and that one leans in and goes oh my god you made that look so easy we gotta have another one the nurse damn near hit him. The nurse, I remember, looked at me like, do you want me to... Like, Should, shall I slap I... him or shall you? <laughs> Who? Your hands are full. Would you like me to slap him? I'll do it. I don't give a... I know some women that work in uh, like labor <laughs> labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, they're the most like fiercely protective of women that I know. I'm like, damn. Can you imagine the amount of situations that they have witnessed, that they have been privy to, that we probably have never even heard heard of, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Toxic shit. Being inundated in that line of profession and watching the amount of unfortunate situations like that where people, where the man in the room just doesn't get what's happening, right? Like, yeah. No, I would definitely grow a... <laughs> a short fuse with that one and i'd be like no it's was just like it's impossible it's not a situation in which the man is unaware of what's happening like there is no way having been in one like having witnessed it there is no way you don't know how painful it is what's going on the stress of it, like it's all over the wife's face or the partner's face, whatever the situation is. The woman, it is clear what she has been through, what she is going through. There's no easy peasy way of giving birth. You know, I don't care if it's a C-section, like it's it's a very serious process. Mm-hmm. They just, if a person oh. is being toxic, they just don't care. Like there's no greater showing of the literal labor <laughs> that a woman is going through to be just like, mm, what, what about me? <laughs> what about me but how am i how can i fare through this thing you know i'm hungry (laughs) i'm hungry i'm thirsty that couch is so uncomfortable (laughs) the hardest part of labor god god i didn't i felt so alone in here i wish someone would have given me a blanket no one was holding my hand and holding my leg no one was (laughs) i i so i oh my god so I don't think she'll care that I share this. I'm not going to say names (laughs) anyways, but, um, a friend of mine gave birth and her partner at the time, (laughs) I tried to buddy up to him, right? Because I was the, the birthing partner, you know what I mean? Or no, that's not what I mean. The the birthing partners who had gave birth, but, um, I was on that side of things. So I was trying to assist him and assisting her, you know, I was trying to make sure he was good. And also, you know, trying to make sure he was had her back, was doing the right thing. So, you know, I was texting him and seeing how he was doing, as well as obviously texting my friend. And I remember he was like, yeah, you know, nobody's been texting me. You're the first person to ask how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. That's real. 
I'm not joking. It's not funny. It's not. But like, yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freak out because we didn't get along already. It's infuriating because it's it's not a hard concept to grasp. It's not that hard to grasp. Yeah, exactly. Visibly, you can see it. You can look at the way your your partner is walking. You can see she's uncomfortable. You're witnessing her giving birth or getting a C-section or however the birth is happening. Like there is no denying how she feels, but the truth is you don't care or it's more about you. (laughs) Yeah. When you've been conditioned to not have an empathy for women, right? You've been conditioned to think that any trial or tribulation that a woman goes through is just really not as big and dramatic and, you know, as, yeah, as sure. they say it is. Like, it's yeah. really not that big of a deal. And it's it's what she's supposed to do. So, yeah. like, women are made to give birth. So I don't know why we're making a big deal of it. Yeah. Yeah. Why oh, does she God. even need six weeks? Like, why does yeah. she even need that? <laughs> Oh my God, help me, Lord, yeah. help me, Lord. So the way that I deeply relate to the fury that I see in you when hearing my story, because I feel that fury when I hear other people's stories, but I can't feel that same fury about my own story. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is weird because like, I feel like often that's my role on this podcast is people tell me stories and I like my reaction is like they're like that was cathartic because I think that's how I feel (laughs) that's it's good to see how the response it deserves you know like Mm -hmm. like visually to know like oh yeah that was as bad as I thought like well it's it's especially goes hand in hand with the uh, like how we if you're someone like like us from you know Mm -hmm. that, that we've gone through so many narcissistic people and so many toxic situations that um, you start to discredit yourself before anybody else can. Yes. You start, right? So um, you already start to belittle your story. So then sometimes when somebody else reacts in such yes. a va- like validating way, you're kind of like, oh, oh, you're right. Yes. Oh, oh. it is bad. <laughs> I, I have been saying, and I've said it on the podcast before, the amount of times I have been saved by someone's reaction to a story I'm telling that I did not even understand deserved a reaction. It's like, oh, well, yeah. you know, he just kicked me out and locked me out of the house, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what? They locked <laughs> it. What time was it? How did you get home? And I'm like, oh, that was, okay, cool. Yep, that was bad. You're right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Or when, when my therapist goes, uh, what that? <laughs> circle circle back to that one. <laughs> That's my favorite. You're breezing through a story and they're like, oh, uh-oh. Let's stop. Let's that thing you just said. You're like, oh, this. They're like, mm-hmm. Let's dive in. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. So it's bad, huh? <laughs> okay. So it's really bad. Got it. It's really bad. Okay. Okay. Yep. okay. okay. I'll okay. I'll never forget the story I told her. In fact, I could share this story with you. This might be pertinent. I don't know. It's completely out of left field, but um, I uh, I'll never like the main story I remember that she stopped me on was whenever I was sharing with her, and this was after like a year of being with her, a year and a half, and I shared with her that the person that I uh, consensually lost my uh, virginity to uh, did this thing at parties that we would wind up at because we were in high school where he would announce to the entire room of people every time I would enter, hey, everybody, everybody, guess her who she, get, ask her who she lost it to. Ask her ask her like room full room full of drunk teenagers 
happened numerous um, times. And mm. I and I was telling this to my therapist, just like this, just like just chill, like, just chill. And she was like, "The f- <laughs> <laughs> we no, we're a hundred percent. I don't care what the f- else you had to say. We are. This is what we're talking about. Pause. This is what we're discussing today. Like, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Like at in high school, I I feel like I've done a couple videos on this, but there was so much up things that happened that were so commonplace and so accepted by everybody that like you're like ha, 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 that's normal and funny like I, I've told the story of like when I was in high school they would like show their junk to each other constantly they would just like but like girls would be around and like you just turn around and you'd be like oh mm-hmm. there's a there's a, a balloon animal private part flashing in my direction and they'd like there's the goat or whatever and I would just be like ha 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 and it's like oh that's a crime actually that's not cool for men to just flash everybody yeah despite being commonplace (laughs) it's like what the hell freshman year in high school actually uh set the tone because everybody hated me everybody hated me freshman year because uh some guy on the football team flashed his stuff at a couple of other girls and I whenever we were waiting for our parents to pick us up Ew. like we're 14 15 right oh, flashes no. himself I have a boyfriend at the time I tell him right he goes and rats him out to the coaches the coaches kick this guy off the football team everybody hates me for him showing me his dick. when I was 14 God, that is so shocking to me, Megan. I am amazed that they blame the woman instead of the football star. I cannot believe it. I cannot <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I am amazed. I am amazed. Mm-hmm. That sh- it was mm-hmm. so. I used to have a guy because I, <laughs> as a later in life lesbian, you know what I'm talking about. Like at the time. <laughs> I very much thought because I just didn't have, I'm a very interesting uh, breed of person because like I am down to like make out with people like that never bothered me. Like making out with men or any gender never bothered me. Are we the same person? I swear. (gasps) Yay. (laughs) The making out lesbians. Okay. No. That sounds weird. Take that back. Retract, retract. Um, Anywho, but so, but like, so I didn't have problems with that or even like other stuff leading up into it, but I had zero interest in sex ever. And so I was known as prude in middle school, high school. Like the fact that you could call a middle schooler prude disturbing. Uh, But anyways, so it was known about me. And so it actually worked in my favor because any guy that dated me just like knew they're like, that's like nothing should happen. And I was like, good for you, buddy. We don't have to have more conversations. But so that was my uh, reputation. Yes, yes. My reputation was being a, a prude girl in eighth grade. Help me, Lord. Um, but there was a guy who used to, he would just shout at the top of his lungs all the time that I was going to be in porn. That once I got old enough that I was so, I don't know if he, like guys used to rip on me because like my reaction was so funny like what what you say weird shit to me what do you want me to do here but he would just be like oh you're gonna be in porn like in hallways and he would say it all the time and just was like 
Oh, there he goes again. Like he's always, you know, harassing me sexually in the hallways. Well, middle school's crazy. It's just like so bizarre. I, it's just like, oh my God. Oh. And if you had gotten upset about it, I'm sure it would be, it was just a joke. Yeah. Oh, that's my life. Literally. Yes. With boys in mm -hmm. high school and middle school, it was like, she's really dramatic like i i can't i can't verbally assault you without you being weird about it like i just talked about this the other day because i was um i saw a tiktok her name is caroline and she, and they do a lot of skits um that make me laugh but anyways <laughs> uh they did one about teachers who um had a bad experience in high school and then take it out on their students in some way oh. um i had a teacher in middle school where the there's a group of boys like in eighth grade i talked about this on my one of my last episodes but i like she's all thatted myself on accident because i like stopped wearing glasses i straightened my hair and my boobs like out of nowhere just grew over a summer so like all of a sudden boys were like oh we're you're a person now oh let's <laughs> talk to her i had people ask me that i had gone to school with since fifth grade megan fifth asked me if i was a new student and i was like granted it was a big public school but i was like really dude okay so I was in a class with, there was like a bunch of the skater boys. You remember the skater boys, like the cool boys. And then there was some popular boys and they were just relentless with me. There was like me and there was a really popular girl in there. And like the, they would be nice to her. And then they would love to give me shit constantly, which I thought they were bullying me, but I think they were like <laughs> trying to like start something. I don't know. Cause they wanted my attention for sure, but they bullied me relentlessly. And I remember one day I was so fed up with it that I just like froze. You know what I mean? I just like was like letting them be shitheads because I was like, what the f ever. At this point, I'm exhausted. So, and again, I had never dealt with boys' attention. So I like didn't know what was happening. And there was a teacher there. She was the theater teacher. And like, you could tell probably a rough, rough around the edges type of gal. But like, she so desperately wanted to be cool with eighth grade boys and i don't think it was into the territory of like yeah but i think it was like i i'm cool she wanted to be cool so she walks up to me and they had just like ripped my hairband out or so, like i had a bow or something <laughs> i don't know it was eighth grade who knows some type of hair piece <laughs> and they had ripped it off my head because they're being <laughs> and she walked up to me and she got close to me she's like you're just gonna let them do that to you you're not going to stand up for yourself. And I just remember being like, I didn't say anything because I was a goody two shoes and would never have like, <laughs> never have like verbally sparred with a teacher. But I was just like, you're watching these dudes just annihilate me day after. Talk about like pick me teacher energy, but like you're watching them annihilate me day after day after day. And the one time you intervene, like never had intervened, is to be like, you're just going to let them do that to you shame you uh yeah she shamed me and it was like such up messaging at that age that like they didn't do anything wrong but the fact i was allowing their behavior i was allowing it that's what was happening they weren't picking on me they weren't being aggressive with me it was that i personally was just letting it happen and shame on me mm -hmm. 
And I was like, damn, that's one of those things you look back one. You're like, that's horrific that that person was a teacher. That person does not need to be around children, but like the idea of like how early on the messaging is like, this is your fault. It's not a problem what they're doing, how you react is what the problem is. And as if there's ever a right way to react, because if I didn't say anything, that was wrong. My teacher was like, you're just gonna let them do that. If I got mad, then it was worse. If I laughed, it could be worse because I wasn't gonna laugh at them being a-holes. And then like, if I got upset, I was dramatic. There was no right answer. There was never a right answer being a girl growing up. It was always wrong and it was always your fault. Like to, to your point with that story of like, that guy being like, guess who she lost it? Like, there would have been no way for you to react other than like, I'll just laugh this off because what else can I do here? Exactly. That that was essentially my response every single time was just- I'm So sorry. What do I do with this? What do I, like, I guess I just sit with this and I guess I take the heat because it's my shame to carry. Right, exactly. Like- Penance. It's my, and like that made him look cool and that made you look bad. The the mutual exchange, you look, I'm sure, I'm assuming, not that I know, but I'm guessing by the dynamics of high school, uh, the girl looks bad for that having and the guy looks cool. Oh, yeah. I, so my reputation in high school was being a big old hoe, big old hoe bag. But uh, what we would have been good friends. (laughs) We we, (laughs) yin and yang. What what's ironic is I wasn't actually a big old like I like I wasn't actually physically active with a bunch of like I didn't actually date a bunch of people. I didn't right, actually, exactly. And even the person that I spoke about that did that when told people at parties, we didn't even go to the same high school. Like I didn't even date people that went to my high school. Oh my much God. less so what happened was is there was and I'm a little bit of a trigger warning because I do want to I want to, I, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here being like, should I talk, should I say this? But like, you know what? We can always edit it out if you feel like it doesn't. Yeah. It's too much. I'll edit. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, um, freshman year, freshman year, I finally now within the last year have validated this experience for myself, but I was absolutely assaulted in front of my friends at my 16th birthday party in a movie theater with all of them sitting next to me. And he shoved his hand down my pants and I froze and, and it was like painful and I just froze and everybody just all my friends just staring at me and I'm just like and I was painted like the gross person and I didn't know what to do and and so and and, and that's how I was painted I was painted like I was the trash person and then that same little shit bag that assaulted me at my 16th birthday party, then came to my house afterwards and started a cake fight in my my parents' kitchen and destroyed my parents' kitchen. My mom was finding, like, just... Anyways, what point is... Shit. Point is, that and another incident that happened where uh, a guy wanted to get physical, wanted to uh, have sex, and I told him no. We were making out. We were doing that. But like, I said, no. I was like, nope, I don't want to do that. Next day at school, my friend, who uh, thankfully had, you know, the the wherewithal to come tell me, told me that that same guy who I told I wouldn't sleep with was telling the entire football locker room that we slept together. Of course. Here's the thing. He had a girlfriend. So then within a moment's time, like he, like he's coming up to me and telling me this is happening. And I'm like, 
what? And then the girlfriend beelines it to me and she's yelling at me and going off on me in the hallway. And I'm like, oh, Megan. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And so I found out after high school that that was my reputation, that people thought I was just a big old hoe. And I was like, if only y'all knew. If only y'all knew what really went down in high school. (laughs) I mean, it's literally just men using and abusing women. And then either they're either like, I will get what I want or I didn't get what I want. So I will ruin her. Like traumatic. Mm -hmm. But, but I will say I very quickly realized because I was getting, you know, cat called in the hallway. I was getting, you know, like all the football players were just having a field day with this. Right. So it very, I very quickly realized that no matter what I say, they think I did it. It doesn't matter whether I say I did or not. So then I leaned into it and I told people he had a crooked (laughs) and years later, someone else told me, do you know he has a crooked And I was like, I've heard. I heard about that. I heard about that. (laughs) Never have seen it, literally, but I've heard. (laughs) I heard all about it. Damn. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, there's no right answer. So like, what do you, what do you do? And it it was so commonplace. Like I've, I've heard that story, like so many, not that exact story, but like a man not getting what he wanted and starting shit. And everyone just believes the guy. It's like, and the guy was never viewed, like no matter what the man was, the whatever, boy, teen, whatever, was never viewed as bad. Like what a mm-hmm. up system to for kids to grow up in. Like just just start rumors about her. Just talk shit about her. Just like do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. And she'll she'll her reputation will be destroyed. But you know, that's how you that's how you gain acclaim. That's how you make friends. That's how you get popular at a woman's expense. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's what makes you super cool is getting laid, even whenever you didn't actually get laid. Like, yeah, you care more about the perceived idea. You, you care more about the perceived notion of what could have happened instead of just being honest and being real with yourself. Like I had a, I'll tell you this real quick and then we can jump into more okay. about you. But um, I, so one of the reasons I started this podcast was I got a friend request from a guy I knew in high school. And I'll keep this trauma light. Uh, It was definitely more mentally traumatizing than anything. But um, a boy I dated in high school who is probably the only ex, one of the only exes I actually still like. (laughs) Like he's he's a great guy. Um, He's got a family now. I like see him on Facebook and I'm like, good for you, bud. You're doing good. I'm happy for you. Um, But I was dating him at the time and he had a best friend that he'd had since grade school. So they had been best friends for like his entire growing up. He was someone that I trusted. We were best friends because I mistakenly believed if you're, you've been best friends with my boyfriend since childhood, you're not gonna wrong him. Like you would never cross a boundary like that, right? So I became inseparable with this guy and he was someone who was not my type ironically now like the lesbians like he wasn't my type (laughs) um but like even at the time like my type was like like skinny small short sporty boys that's that that were funny that was my bread and butter growing up so 
he was not at all that, you know, so he wasn't my type. Like I just, in my mind, there was no confusing that we were not a thing. Also, I was dating his best friend. So like, duh, um, I'm like, I'm, I feel myself like, let me say why I'm not in the wrong here. Um, besides the obvious, I really thought this was like the safest guy imaginable. Like he was a big old teddy bear. I thought, you know, we're cool. So I remember one night we were all watching a um, 007. We were, okay. were having a 007 movie night. It was me and a girlfriend of mine and him. And then there was like three other guys that were, there's a four group that always hung out, right? Uh, and then my boyfriend wasn't in that group, but they were all friends. But there was a four that like, we hung out all the time together. We did everything together. So we were there for that movie night. And we were all sitting down and watching this movie. And I will never forget um, a hand on my knee at first. And I was like, that's weird. And this was the, the age of the jean skirt that was like, you know, cardboard. So if you sat down, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. If you sat down, it just held that, uh, like the circle, the oval. So it's not like it, it just was like a cave like a, mm -hmm. a denim cave okay <laughs> picture the denim cave um or don't picture it actually but <laughs> worst storytelling ever denim um, cave. the denim cave from whence no one shall return so he had his hand on my leg and then like all of a sudden as we're watching this movie mind you literally i have another friend next to me the four guys and my friend like all of which are very close to my boyfriend like all present and underneath the blanket, he slides his hand up my skirt. And I'm like panicked. Trauma light, don't worry. <laughs> um, panicked because I'm like, what the f is happening to me right now? Like, I'm in public. Like, my friends are here. I don't know why he's doing this. He had never crossed a line with me, ever. And I'm, it's public. I'm not even, I don't, it's like, what do I? So he, the, the most it gets to is he puts his hand far enough that he touches my underwear. And I can remember what underwear I was wearing. So like that, I always know something traumatic if I can remember details, right? So I pop up, thank God, thank God. Lucky, I was lucky I didn't freeze. I, I, I guess flight came, happened, you know, or you're like, I just gotta get out. So I pop up and I, I think I literally shouted, I have to get a water. And I was like, I have to get a water. So I like went in and I got my water and then I just sat somewhere else and that was it and it was we were no longer friends obviously <laughs> and i never talked about it i never told my boyfriend he like he didn't know i just never spoke to him again um and it was so traumatic and i was like yeah it was, it was essentially like your brother like it was oh anyways it was it was horrific it was the first time i really understood like you're not safe with who you think is safe and someone can present as a very nice kind like there can be every reason they should be safe and they won't be and men's friendships aren't the same as women's friendships and someone can cross a line and like it was just i had never someone doing something so boundary crossing like in public you know what i'm saying like if it was just yeah. the two of us i would have my guard would have been more up, even though I trusted him implicitly, unfortunately. Um, but it was like, I, it, you just, 
I'm I'm stutter stepping because I I don't I haven't really told the story very much, but it's like the fact that he felt so emboldened to publicly do that, like yeah. with his best friends and my boyfriend's best friends and him being one as well. And my girlfriend sitting next to me, I can't say anything. I'm terrified. And again, like I said, I was not. I mean, you weren't either, and they said you were, but but like I was very buttoned up. I like wasn't into that. And to have that happen and like, what the, like, what the f was going through his mind to do it? Like, it was just so crazy to me. And it was something I just like logged in the back. He ended up dating that friend of mine after, like way after we were not friends anymore. Cause yeah. And they started rumors about me. We don't need to get into that, but Ugh. to like, they tried to turn the friend group against me. And luckily the friends were like, no, <laughs> like that's no. Um, but yeah, it was awful. It was really, really awful. And definitely finding out they dated when she knew what had happened was pretty rough. I don't talk about the, you know, women to women a lot, my problems, but um, she that knew one, what had happened. Yeah, she was. She, uh, yeah, after it happened, I told her because I was freaking out and she dated him anyways. Yeah, that, that was years later. But yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, but it was it was just. And, and so anyway, so it was just a very traumatic thing that I like kind of like logged in the back of my brain and just like, forgot about because I didn't talk about it. And then, yeah, like um, I was uh, something else bad had happened and it was almost like, you know, I'm not I believe in the universe in some sense of the word, but it was like right after something bad had happened, I got that friend request from him and I was like dude why would you friend me i had had zero contact from that incident this is that was high school so 10 15 how long 33 yeah you know quite some it was 15 years roughly yeah. 15 years later he had the nerve to try and friend request me and i like went to his page and he had all this bullshit spiritual stuff like and i'm like you assaulted me and got away with it and i made a post about it like i was like i when once i started this podcast i made a post about it and that boyfriend actually did reach out. I, I reached out to that boyfriend being like hey you're gonna see this post i didn't name names because it's not really the point but uh and he's like yeah he was horrified and i was like yeah it was this person and he was like i am so sorry it's like yeah and he's like but i'm he's like he's really sweet he was like but you're so good at what you do. Like, you're such a, you're so, like, you're, you're so funny. Like, you're going to bring light to these serious topics and be able to, like, help people through it with your humor. I was like, oh, I was like, this is why we dated. You're so great. I hope you're the best. Yeah, he's a, he's a, tre he truly is a treasure. He's someone, um, I'm not close with him, but he's such a good, he's a good dude. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, there was so much shit like that that went on. And it was so, it's like, you're a young girl trying to understand these crazy dynamics and trauma and everybody around you is just like, it's cool. Why do you react like that? You know, like why? And that's why I didn't react at all. I just ignored it. Cause I was like, well, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I don't want to ruin any man's friendships. This is my burden for sure. Yep. <sighs> yep. Maybe you're one. I am so sorry that that happened to you because having someone like, like it's one thing for, and, and I'm not trying to trivial, trivialize like what I went through. Like, I'm just trying to say like, it's, it's a different, it's a different 
feeling it's it's a deep betrayal because the person that did it to me I didn't have a relation like he was a guy I had a crush on and I invited him to my birthday party like I didn't know him sure but you had this under this this false I, I don't mean that to be unkind like but a false feeling of of safety it was right? false and, no it yeah. was false yeah and and so when that is betrayed that it's it's so I don't know more more traumatized I don't want to say I'm not I don't know it's just it's it's a different trauma for sure it's it's the trauma of the of the act itself and the trauma of realizing that you've been deceived you know I think I think you hit the nail on the head with that as always Megan as always (laughs) everything you say I'm just like yes Megan 100% but um yeah, I, I think that is the nice guy trauma. It is, um, it's more than just the initial incident. I think I, this is sad. It's very sad, but like we, the, the incident that happened, the, the touching against with no consent, like obviously is traumatic. And that was something I think I did process at the, like, while it happened, I dealt with it. Um, probably still processing that, but like, that part was not the hard part for me as is the truth for most of the situations with nice guys it's like the actual things they do is is hard to process but what really keeps you up at night what really takes time to unpack is like what they stole from you in your belief of who they were who you can trust your own ability to like understand people like you lose so much they take so much from you about your discernment that it is it is so hard to get over because you you have to then analyze everything you did with them how did you how were you um how were you led astray how did it get to that point because like i said prior to the hand on the leg i would have said this dude would die for me. This dude would never hurt me. This dude loves me. He loves my boyfriend. Um, I I would have like, literally I would have, there's no way. And like, even the other incident that happened was recently, like, you know, within a couple of years and like prior to it happening. Um, and I already talked about this on another episode. I like when my wife was like, okay, be careful going out. I was like, no, this dude is going to be there. So I'm safe. The person who ended up being the cause of the trauma of that night was the person I said, nothing can happen to me because that person is there. And I think that's the shit that is so painful. Okay, Megan, I'm going to have to cut us off right here because we have talked for some time now. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, but we will be back next week continuing this conversation. Megan, can you hit them with your socials really quick? Uh, it is Stone Cold Weirdo Backwards with an underscore on either side for TikTok. And then literally the exact same thing, only spelled correctly on Instagram. So <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's helpful. I'll put it in the description. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> they'll be seeing it look in the description and you'll see it and then you'll get it because it's weirder to explain um and make sure you are checking out uh megan has a patreon which she has in her link tree and it's on her tiktok and her instagram we have a patreon make sure to check it out for some extra content extra videos extra episodes so extra everything (laughs) is extra about it 
and send in your stories to the up the nice guy podcast at gmail.com um but we will see you next week so uh stay tuned check us out in a week and as always my friends that's the nice guy After Nashgar. Ephraim. Ephraim right. After Nashgar. You know that. Ephraim. You better Ephraim real good there. Please don't say Ephraim right. That sounds like a different thing. You better Ephraim right. <laughs>